On behalf of CREATE, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we work and live together today. For myself, this is the Anawan people. I would like to pay my respects to their elders, both past and present, and stand with my Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cousins from across the pond and acknowledge my motherland at Rotorua as they are the present and future leaders of our today and tomorrow. Welcome to the CREATE Foundation podcast. We represent the voices of over 45,000 children and young people in out-of-home care around Australia. Every day, we connect children and young people to each other, empower them to have a voice, and create change in the care system. In this series, you will be hearing directly from CREATE Young Consultants about their experiences and how they've overcome adversity to achieve incredible things. We would like to flag that these episodes may include some references to child abuse or neglect, which may be triggering for some listeners. Let's jump in and hear from these inspiring young people. Um, I feel like we've said so much uh, for our young listeners and especially being young people very not long ago you know I'm gonna use that phrase loosely because we're not old yet but like you said we're getting close to that aging out period so if you had a piece of advice to a young person um, who might have been wanting to pursue advocacy or who might not have that uh, big voice to them at the moment what would that bit of advice be Letitia? Um, I think I've touched on it a bit before around knowing that you're not defined by other people. But I think my biggest, if I was to give you a quote, so all you young people out there that are listening in right now, if I gave you a quote that I live by every single day, it is you never fail until you give up. So, and the reason why that's such a powerful quote to me is because so many, like we experience and so many other young people experience this concept of failure because we don't achieve something the first time or we don't pass a test the first time. We don't get into uni the first go or whatever those goals are that we unrealistically sometimes set for ourselves because we're trying to prove other people wrong Mm -hmm. and to try and prove ourselves right, that we then look down upon ourselves in a light that really like cuts us deeper and so I think we need to get past that and actually realize that we are we're not failing at all we're literally just creating yeah we're trying we're just creating that next stage in our journey that we're learning from our mistakes and sometimes it might take three to four mistakes and Um, times of not getting it right before we do get it right but that's okay because we've learned something from every single time that we did it before and that's why that fifth time we absolutely nail it to the point that's beyond our expectations because we've manifested this growth and we've manifested this um, chance to prove that to ourselves that we're beyond what anyone ever said about us or thought about us because we are in charge of our own lives or the mere fact that we never gave up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the mere fact that we're alive today, we have survived. I think that's a lot of um, something that we don't give ourselves credit for as young people and out of home care. Um, a lot of us have lived through potentially really traumatic and 
difficult situations and for us to even be here and surviving and thriving that the way the way that we are is an achievement in itself so I think you're absolutely spot on again Letitia that you know it's not a failure until you give up um I've definitely been guilty of that myself you know not being able to get something on the first go or not doing something as well as I thought I was going to do it and and giving up and you've kind of even ignited a little flame in me there to maybe pick those things back up again because it's not that you can't do them it's that you're in your first run you know you're only just learning at this stage and um even with my language at the moment so it was great um hearing you do your introduction in Rudri language um because I'm only just starting to learn um today now I don't even know if that's how I say it but I'm gonna have the confidence in myself to continue trying because if I give up that's on me, you know, um, and that's on me for my generations below me as well. So when we give up, it really is the kind of that bewildering failure that could happen. But if you keep going, you'll be fine. Um, I see that. I absolutely see that. And if you're continuing not to give up, Letitia, you know, you've, you've got big plans. You've got your business. You're a graphic design artist. Um, I'll plug that for you because you're incredible at it. Um, but in the next five years, will you continue doing graphic design, working in community services? Where do you see yourself? Um, I think within my journey, I it's one of those things where I can't really say where my plans are in five years anymore. I used to be such an optimistic person to say, I'm going to do this. So I'm going to buy a house. So I bought a house. I literally just sold it. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. I love that. I was like, I'm going to go to uni straight after school. I never went to uni for social work. I just went to TAFE and then I went straight into the industry and was valued. Yeah. And so, yes, I am at uni now studying graphic design, but that also was a complete different path. I never saw that coming. I never once thought I would be a graphic designer. My little dream as a kid was to be a dance teacher, and I did that for five years. Oh, so you're just going to keep accomplishing those amazing things and feats or – because that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's one of those things where I, I have goals. Yep but I set them in a way that I now look at them instead of going, I want to sit in this cookie cutter direction mm. or what for what other people have actually saying, this is what you're going to do. Because I was put on that path of being a social worker because people said you'd be good at it, yep. which I, I was. Yeah, I was amazing. Of course you I am amazing at it, yeah. but it's also something where I was like, okay, what else can I do to keep learning and keep growing? And that's where my business came to life. Mm. And so Letitia and Designs, my main thing that I do is I create framing and graphic design and illustrations for Aboriginal small businesses, but also other organisations and businesses supporting um, Aboriginal culture and learning through whether it's reconciliation action Mm -hmm. plans or within systems as well. And so that's the main side of Letitia and Designs at the moment. Because the other side of my business is the advocacy and mentoring side. So I still do so much work on the ground, even though I'm not doing youth work per se, I'm advocating on the other end where I'm working for other organisations, such as I'm employed by DCJ, I'm employed by NAS, I I get contracted in to do mentoring and advocacy work as who I am, as Mm -hmm. Letitia am, instead of as somebody that's sitting under somebody else, I am my own sole entity now. Mm -hmm. And so to use that space to grow 
and know that in five years time, it could be that that's the main side of Letitia Ed Designs. And I've got five um, or six contractors working with me at the moment that that group could be even bigger that I'm then stepping away from the design space and doing the mentoring space and the paid consultation work instead. Yep. So at the moment, I'm just leaving it as an open open basket to go. I'm happy to go with whatever way works yep. because either way, I'm doing what I love. Yep. And so not living in that planned space and just letting it happen and just letting it grow and evolve um, has been the best thing for me because it's taken the pressure off my, off my shoulders to have to um, live up to something that isn't actually my goals or isn't actually um, my ex- like to my own expectations because I used to have such high expectations to the point that it would burn me out to the point that it would pull me back down because I set them too high whereas now I just live in everything that I do and I appreciate and hold so much gratitude for everything that I get to do and the fact that people come to me because it's me not um, for any other reason Yeah, it's not, it's not because you outline a policy that their morals and values fit and you wear a shirt that's the same colour as their shirt. No, I understand what you mean, dude. You're, you are, you're valued within this community services community. I hear your name very often when, and with utmost respect and pride. Um, I really respect that you don't have a plan and that you are taking each day with happiness and with the ideology that it could turn into something larger or that it's what your capacity allows for you now. And and I think that that is such a strength that a lot of people really don't have. Uh, a lot of people have these egos that are connected to themselves that say they have to do this and they have to do this. And I'm get oh, and. I'm guilty of that myself. You know, I pressured myself um, through high school, having a newborn child just to tell people that I graduated and be like, you told me I couldn't. And then looked at a university degree when I really didn't want to become a lawyer. And it was, you know, in that moment when I decided, I'm not going to be a lawyer. I don't want to be that. But I started to really find my own happiness and what I was doing each day because I wasn't working towards something that didn't serve me. So um, I absolutely am going with the no plan idea as well, Letitia, and really just um, hoping that good things continue to come for advocates and for these entrepreneurial journeys that um, young people in out-of-home care that have turned into adults are pursuing because there are some incredible ones out there and I think a lot of us as well as having that lived experience um, also have a really creative side to us as well that um, I see pop up in music and in design and in skateboarding and BMX and things like that so um, even even if you don't have a plan for the next five years I know that I'm excited to see what you come up with in the next five years Um, I know that in an ideal world for you, you'd probably be, you know, right up the top there, overviewing everything and pretty iPad pens, looking through it all and building plans and cases. But what would that ideal world look for you? I'm probably pulling stuff out of a hat here. Tell me, (laughs) what's your ideal world in the care system, Letitia? What would be the um, perfect policy for young people growing up? Um, I think, and this is the big question, um but I think I just want young people to be seen as young people I don't want us to be stigmatized or like um basically the word that I'm after is institutionalized pretty much yep I just want us to be seen as young people for who we are and be accepted that we're not troubled that we're not unloved that we're not broken kids 
because that's where the line sits at the moment. The amount of times that I've come into conversations about young people and all I've heard is deficit thinking in the way that these young people have spoken about and it drives me crazy because I'm like, I can engage with this young person, have a yarn with them and Mm -hmm. they 100% are not even what these other people are saying about them that they do have goals and aspirations, but they've never been given the opportunity to unleash them. They've never been listened to on a deeper level or asked what is it that they truly want to do beyond them just saying something to um, make somebody else happy. So I'm really excited and hope that um, over the coming years, because it's definitely changed since I grew up in care, the care system's a lot different to what I experienced um, but there's still so much more change and growth that needs to happen, but that we get to have a lot more young voices in and making the change themselves. Yep. Um, that having like uh, being a, for example, being a youth consultant for UC Change, which is mm-hmm. um, Department of Community Justice's own, for community services own youth voice um, platform yep. that even being a part of that for I think I've been oh, it's four years now or even longer um, seeing what's coming through the questions the consultations we've done the opportunities we've had it's been really powerful over mm-hmm. that time so I'm really excited to see what's um, coming and basically to have young people valued for who they are mm-hmm. and accepted and given opportunities as I said, all of those three things are really important and um, it's space that we should be living in. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you completely. I um, feel as though there is a lot of stigma and there's a lot of young people that aren't valued for the contrib- contributions that they can make um, in their local society and in our um, systematic um, groups as well, because I'd love to see a lot of these young people that I work with in my local area coming up through policy and um, being able to vouch for their character as a person and then seeing, like what you're saying, a lot of comments um, in the local area from other people about our youth is really upsetting and um, I have a lot of conversations actually with a uh, volunteer advocate friend of mine who's local and we've often said what would happen if we put a billboard in our town of all the bad things that we've heard people say about youth in our Mm. town Um, and what would that do for the stigma of our town and the stereotype for the people that this is how they talk about young people and um, I think you know we have a lot of musicians and a lot of people in policy at the moment that are looking at why are we treating young people like this why are we institutionalizing them why are they in jails um why are we putting them in systems that aren't helpful for them um and in further of that why are we belittling belittling them into their adulthood because of what we weren't able to help them with in their childhood so um i absolutely hope for the same in our future that uh we are all accepted and that the young people going through foster care um and those residential care situations or just non-permanent care situations are supported and heard into the future um i know if 20 years time that was happening i'd be proud of myself so Mm. i think you should be too but as for today, um, little old 23, 24-year-old, um, well, I'm 23, you're 24, what's something you're proud of today? One thing that has kind of pushed your expectations from yourself as a young person in care? 
Um, I think my biggest, like, pride in, pride to me is a big thing. I hold pride for everything that I do um, because I like to live in that no regret space as well. So everything that I do has a reason, has a purpose behind it, um, even if it means that I, it's something I've had to learn from. Absolutely. So I think some big achievements that I've had is, and number one being the fact of how I've used my resilience to create change and have a voice. My resilience has been the biggest thing that I'm proud of. The fact that I can just bounce back and know that and trust that I'm going to be okay, Mm -hmm. um, no matter what happens. And so through that, it's given me the opportunities to create other amazing pride moments such as this year or I'll reword this so this year I was actually awarded the seven years young achievers award for indigenous achievement um with the with the amazing sponsors of transgrid as well and that it was an honor within itself mm-hmm. because the main reason I was awarded that award was one growing up in outer home care so the way that I used my experience that was one of the reasons that they acknowledged and also what I did with that experience, which was being a youth worker, being an advocate, being out in community, creating change. And so it was, and then becoming my own business boss as well. So that award in itself showed me that I have done stuff that's beyond my own expectations. I never saw myself doing it. I just did it. Mm. And basically I was awarded for something that was huge for just being who I am. And that in itself and accepting that within myself to go, oh, my God, was an unreal, surreal moment because I was like, wow, I I just did that. Like Mm. I was sitting in a room of hundreds of people and there was four finalists and they called my name as the winner. That was insane. So that is something that really kind of shines a light on something that I'm proud of but it's literally come from my resilience. My resilience is the first thing off the bat for what actually created that achievement in the long term as well. Oh man, I remember you um, winning that award and I remember the Instagram post and I remember looking at my phone and going, yes, (laughs) because you do, you deserve that so much. And I was counting down the days, waiting to see whether or not you got it. And I can see so many more awards in your future, um, whether it's Seven News or somebody else, I can just see you sparkling dress, dazzling lights, big award <laughs> show. Um, you'll probably be designing the uh, invitations and everything for them because I see exceptional things into your future, dude. And you're right, you should be proud of everything that you've done. You could stop tomorrow and not do anything for 30 years and people would still be talking about Letitia Quince. So know that you have made an exceptional um footprint on advocacy for young people or even just for myself in personal experiences you've done amazing things um bit of a personal question I'm super curious to know I've been asking everybody that I've been interviewing lately because I am so wanderlust and I'm missing traveling so we're going to think about real quick no COVID we're going to think about no restrictions passports free flights buckets of money what I've would you do i've already booked my trip in oh stop <laughs> <laughs> okay tell us about your real trip and then tell us about your fantasy bucket list item what would you do uh so my real trip is to new zealand Woo-hoo! oh my motherland yes i'm jealous 
That's I'm so, so excited. Yes. So I'm going to be doing a top deck trip with yes. my partner and best friend um, from top to bottom in New Zealand for three weeks in January. So I'm super excited. Ooh. It's been on my bucket list for a long time. Um, and we're going to be doing a lot of bucket list stuff on that trip, like skydiving. I'm so scared of heights and falling, but I'm going to go skydiving because I was like, well, it's in New Zealand. You kind of have to. <laughs> you do. You really have to. It's like the best way to see New Zealand from the sky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's um, so exciting. What's the big one? Where would you go tomorrow if you had a million dollars? It's really hard because I have a few places that I want to go, um, but somewhere that if I was to look at overseas beyond New Zealand, because that was my number one bucket list prior to booking it, um, my next step is probably Cambodia. Um, or also I really want to, and I'm really excited, I really want to get into um, Alice Springs and the NT mm. as well and um, connect to mob up there and get to see their culture and um, listen to the stories and connect to elders in the area because I just think that there would be so grounding and humbling for me, um, especially not having the chance to grow up with much cultural connection um, in care wasn't supported um, that I've done a lot of connection post being in care um, but to see life outside of New South Wales as well um, because I did a cultural exchange up in Cairns um, back when I was 17 and it was amazing and it's something that I use those photos that I took there on my website and on my socials because it was unreal and um, we went on we went uh, spear fishing for crabs and um, went kayaking with rude butterflies like those little things that are just so powerful and feel so connected to ancestors in that way as well so um yeah, I think Cambodia and traveling Australia are definitely my. I know you said where would you go without COVID, but I was like, I still would stay here and yep. be connected to country here. Yep. So, yeah, I um love traveling Australia. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. I would never ever move happily travel to different countries. I've done, you know, Italy and France and New Zealand, you know that. And um, absolutely always come home because out here is best. You're going to have to send me all of the beautiful photos from when you're on your top deck tour though, because I miss my homeland and my motherland and I'd love to go back there. Uh, might even have to book a cheeky January trip myself. <laughs> No, that's fantastic, Letitia. I really appreciate you um, taking the time to chat with me again today. Um, it's always a pleasure hearing from you. I feel like I hear something new every single time. Um, passing words, what's your last little tagline to our Create listeners out there? They're all different ages and they just heard an incredible story from you. So leave them with something good. Oh, I honestly just want to say keep being deadly, like keep you know, keeping who you are and, um, you know, growing and accepting and respecting yourself and knowing that you are a powerhouse in yourself and that your voice matters, your rights matter, and you are, you know, you're the one person that can create change for yourself. So it's time to start doing that. 
Yep. Dead set. Words of wisdom. I expect nothing less from you, dude. Um, Letitia Quince, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. That's all we've got on Create's podcast. I'm Emily Hikaiati, and I can't wait to talk to you guys again in the future. Thank you. Thanks for listening in. With your help, we can snap the stigma children and young people in out-of-home care face in Australia. You can support us by following us on social media, sharing our advocacy messages, and sending this podcast to a friend or family member to listen to. Head to create.org.au for more information or head to the show notes below. See you next time.